Hi. Hello. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Can you feel the Thanksgiving cheer? Yes, I can. Yeah. And I have a recommend ready. I know. Oh. (laughs) So I want everyone at home to be like, oh, got to stay towards the end because Meg is ready for recommend. Yeah, that's good because I don't have one at all. Okay, cool. I'll just take that. Okay. Um, (laughs) Sure, whatever. Happy almost Thanksgiving. We are recording this a couple weeks in advance. Number one, if you remember our super tight Jojo Rabbit episode, we start off by saying how we're both just like, feeling very comfy and lazy yes, and yes, la da Well, yes. <laughs> hopefully we've reined it in a little. I'm not convinced I have. I did no, just in the I did just put on a sports bra though and my contacts. Okay. So okay. if you feel See? a little bolstering of support, <laughs> it's because of that. <laughs> See, and I just sunk right back into it more. I lit a candle. <laughs> oh, I have a candle sitting right next to me. Should we pause so I can go light one myself? Light your candle. Light your candle. <laughs> I'll talk while you light your candle. Well, I can you, I can just Will it be time. like Soul Cycle where <laughs> at the end of the episode you blow out the candle? Oh, yeah, I'll have to run across the room, but I have a really long microphone cord. I think I could do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did I ever tell you? I'm sure I did. I Maybe I didn't tell the pod, but when Heath Ledger passed away, I had a little vigil for him. I've heard this. <laughs> <laughs> Should I keep telling it? Or is it just yes. like massively embarrassing? <laughs> no, I mean, this is, I mean, no, continue. <laughs> Anyway, so I mean, it was it was it wasn't just me. I'm gonna also <laughs> that makes it cool. Because <laughs> we had two friends that I roped in. Um, we lit a candle and then we watched a bunch of his movies. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the night, to say goodbye, we blew out the candle. And it was <laughs> it's a really spiritual experience for you. Yeah, um, it was the most spiritual no, experience I had in my Catholic school upbringing. I, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast, but I was in London with my sister and we were at the Tower of London sitting on a bench wow, what a flex. and I didn't have phone service, but she did. And she's on her phone and she goes, oh, Anthony Bourdain died. And I just started weeping, oh, just yeah. like immediately just like broke down into tears. And she was like, I didn't know this was going to elicit this reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a sad one, anyway. too. Yeah, I remember when this is embarrassing because I was like, oh, I was like not watching the show by any means. And I was like fully an adult. I think I was in college. But when Corey Monteith died, I like laid in bed and watched a lot of old Glee clips. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Just chill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Like, I mean, whether you're fans of these people or not, it's just like so shocking when it happens, mm-hmm. like, our, my family was on vacation when the week that Michael Jackson, Farrah Fawcett, and then yeah. the ShamWow guy, maybe? Yeah. Billy, Billy Mays? Was that his name? Billy Mays. Yeah, yeah, they all died, like, in, you know, like, quick succession. I think it was yep. Farrah Fawcett first, and then Michael Jackson, and it's like, who gives a rat's ass about that Charlie's Angels chick? Um, <laughs> just kidding, obviously. But, yeah, yeah and, like, Paul Walker, he died over Thanksgiving years back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I remember like sitting around watching football and my cousin Alex was like, oh, Paul Walker died. And I was like, excuse me, what? I'm like, yeah. I haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie in ages. Yeah, but same. I know you, Stan. 
It's a joke. Uh, I, I've watched them all very recently and cried and, when Paul and Walker isn't left your, the series. Don, isn't your alarm tone see you again? It's been a long day. I was going to say ringtone, but then it's like, friend. who the fuck has like, a ringtone? I, yeah, I actually need you to there. recant that on the on the record. <laughs> my my alarm is not see you again. Although it is worth noting that one time my mother Jeannie Spell said that her favorite rapper was Wiz Khalifa because she liked that song. So Jeannie Spell's favorite rapper is Wiz Khalifa, and if you ask her today who her favorite rapper is, she'd say Wiz Khalifa. I love it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that was our celebrity death talk for <laughs> the day. I, <laughs> apparently someone from Marvelous Miss Maisel just passed away, but it was, like, no one that I recognized. But, like, mm. they, all the headlines are cre- crediting him as, like, being from Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, sad for him and his family. Sorry, I hope you've gotten over Corey Monteith. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. Are you? Do you still yeah, cry I mean, I guess, at night? No, not about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, you know what one really got me this year? Actually, Luke Perry. Luke Perry kind of got me. Luke Perry was in my dream last night. That's so funny. You should oh. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Had, it's not even a bit. I had someone in my dream last night, but now I forgot. It's been so long now. <laughs> it was fully Luke Perry. Uh, yeah, it it was like, he wasn't dead, but I knew he was going to die kind of mm-hmm. thing. But then in my head, I was kind of like, he's cute. Oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> um, speaking of deaths and sadness and mm-hmm. life in general, mm-hmm. we both have my, sorry, Fraser's also like, just like fully freaking out behind me. He's like... Crazy. Yeah. Oh, I think he was like attacking my clothes. Right. Um, anywho, we both saw Pain and Glory. Yes, we did. Uh, if for some of you who need the reminder, I saw it in France and I picked the screening of it that did not have English subtitles. And right. in retrospect, I remember being like, Okay, there's no English subtitles, but there's probably Spanish subtitles, even though the sign clearly said only French subtitles. Right. Um, And so I was like, I can read the Spanish-ish. That should be Mm -hmm. fine. Right. Um, Don't want to flex too hard, but I did have a Spanish minor. Or I, you know, so that really means a lot. Just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, so I saw it and it did not have any Spanish subtitles and only had the French subtitles. So I was fully trying to listen, but also read a language I don't read to translate it <laughs> to a language I only sort of know. So I can then translate it to a language that I do know. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that is Eng- English? That's English. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It doesn't always come across that way, but I actually am fluent in English. Um, but yeah, so I saw it then and I liked it, but I was mostly just like, wow, Antonio Banderas is very good in this. But I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm missing a good deal a of good this movie. portion. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I've had a pretty lazy weekend and mm-hmm. it's out in theaters and mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to get, I mean, it's Spain's selection for their yeah. movie. Yeah. So, and I think Antonio Banderas is a big enough name here that he could be in conversations for best actor. I think so but as well. 
again crowded crowded <laughs> yeah no i think antonio banderas i think he's going to get a best actor nomination i love i love the confidence and i would be very happy if he did yeah he's very good in this he's very good also handsome handsome i would like to kiss <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about the frederico guy Oh yeah. Okay. So oh, that's Hottie. an excellent. <laughs> that's an excellent transition. Thanks. So I'm just gonna jump right in and say like I probably don't have very intelligent things to say about this movie because <laughs> after I saw it, I called our good friend Lauren Gann, who has claimed this is her favorite movie of the year so far, that's, which is so exciting. That's also a lot, though. It is a lot. And then I was like. I was like, what haven't you seen? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me tell you what you're going to like more. But that's not, that's just me being an asshole. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. But so I knew that like, I knew <laughs> that there was like some romance in the movie to an extent. And in the very early scenes, you see him going to that guy's house. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but yeah. to get drugs basically. And the actor that he worked with in the past. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to kiss. And so it was like for the first like 45 minutes, I was like, I want them to kiss. Someone kiss someone. Some I tension. like when people kiss. like, is it <laughs> they dramatic do have some tension. tension? Yeah. And I'm like, they and they lovers. like have like, yeah, they have like a history, but they don't really talk about like what went wrong in the past. And I was like, maybe they were lovers. Anyway, but so then like jump forward a little bit and like someone who is actually his former lover comes back into his life and they're like, like hanging out and I was and he's extremely good looking he's so handsome <laughs> I'm like oh my god these are both handsome Fox people. Alert. <laughs> and I would like them to kiss I remember I like sitting in the theater going like damn it kiss <laughs> yeah I remember you saying that you wanted two of the characters to kiss mm-hmm. and I was like is it the other is it the actor who's getting him hooked on heroin or right. is it someone else and then I remembered like there was the hot guy right. like from the so. youth and I was like oh, who is who is and then and then the silver fox Frederico shows up from yeah. Argentina yeah and I was like Oh, oh, it's him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is such a cutie pie. He's so He's sexy. He's so and attractive. such a great energy. And I'm just like, and then he leaves and you're like, when's he coming back? I was like I the whole time. And I knew I kind of had a feeling he wasn't. But I was just like, I don't know. No. I wanted I wanted more. I wanted them to kiss more. Yeah. They did kiss, which is good. Spoiler they did. Alert. Oh, they did kiss. Yeah. And it was kiss. like a. Really what did I write kiss. down? I think I, such an aggressive kiss is what I wrote down. Uh, it's a bit on blank check that uh, David really likes it when people kiss and really hates a bad kiss. And I've just like never identified with someone more. I love when people kiss in movies. So did you think this was a good kiss or a bad kiss? I thought it was a really good kiss because it felt real. Like it was a little sloppy, but like it, like I could They're, feel it, and I yeah. was like waiting for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, the the hot silver fox looked like he was trying to like swallow Antonio Banderas' right. mouth was but open I so was, big. <laughs> considering how much of that whole scene, I had been essentially screaming at Alamo employees that I wanted them to kiss. I think it was for the best. <laughs> you raise an order card. Oh, yeah. sorry. Is there something I can help you with? Exactly. I was like. The two characters to kiss. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god so pain and glory okay let's maybe maybe take it back a couple mm-hmm. steps before we're right. both getting a little too like hot and bothered over right. antonio banderas and frederico right. um right. so it's about why can't i think of i never write down pedro names. almodovar yeah but i meant like the character's name oh okay no he's based off Right, exactly. The director (laughs) who has been working with Antonio Banderas and Penelope Cruz for like all of an eternity. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so it's kind of loosely based off of his life. Mm -hmm. So it's about a director who found success earlier in his career. um, And then he has some like family issues and health issues that makes him step away from, I guess, uh, his art and working all that much and then there's this like it's this big anniversary of his film's release and so that's kind of bringing everyone from his past together or like some Mm -hmm. key characters from his past as well as some memories and then you know he kind of tries to figure out if he can return to making movies both physically and emotionally Mm -hmm. is that a good synopsis for you that's a great synopsis. Oh, thanks. Should I There's also synopsis? like some flashbacks to, you know, his past. Um, it's good. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's like the he is trying to cope with his ailments, both because they have established that he has a lot of uh, physical Mm-hmm. issues and then also on top of that just emotionally like he's dealing with depression so mm. he's trying to self-medicate and I think I guess he decides the best way to do that is heroin um seems yeah. like an insane jump to me <laughs> I, it is, I guess it I don't know if there's research out there that says that heroin might help with depression <laughs> yeah maybe no, not but. but I feel like it probably help with pain I mean it's a pretty big distraction yeah I mean honestly Antonio Banderas looks so fucking blitzed out in so many of these scenes. I was like, yeah. damn, do they give him something too? Yeah, he's, I mean, good actor. <laughs> I yeah. do love the scene. So later on, he goes to the doctor to kind of deal with all of his, you know, ailments, like we said. And his doctor says, like, how have you been, you know, coping? And he's like, uh, got into heroin. Yeah, yeah, and the, the doctor was like, like oh. okay, um, is that something you're going to continue using? And he was like, no, that's why I'm here. And I'm like, okay, I mean, this is a very yeah. mature way to handle things, so I, I mean, I'll applaud it. Yeah, yeah, I mean. And I feel like it's rare that you see, like, in a movie, like, someone coming to, like, hard drugs late in life, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's interesting. yeah. I wonder if that is part of the semi-autobiographical components yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is crazy. I don't know. In my head, like, such the stereotype of heroin is that, like, you, there's no kind of coming back from it. And in the movie, it seems like he kind of does. Um, I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Trying to, I liked, I thought that it was very pretty, very colorful. Have you seen a lot of Pedro Almodovar's no. movies? Nor have I. No. They've um, been showing them at Almo, but I just I didn't make them make it to any of them. No, I haven't either. Um, I mean, I think it's very like stylistic, you know. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like, I mean, the scene where he's like going through all the different 
pains he has you know mm-hmm. it's like back pain scoliosis Even just, like, like from the jump like with the the like intra or like the title cards and whatnot with the paint yes. i'm like oh my god this is so beautiful but yeah. yeah it is very stylized too and um, then his like his apartment which we spend a lot of time in is like kind of like pop art-y themed it's very colorful a lot it of primary seems colors. so spanish to me Yes, it feels, I don't know, like, it seems very much like when you think of, like, a foreign film. Like, yeah. It's very, uh, you know, intentional, and um, there's, like, a distinct color palette, and I don't know. It's nice, visually nice. Yeah. And then, like, also, like, as much as it's, like, interesting to look at, and then even, like, the old, when they do the flashbacks, uh, his, you know, old village, and everything's, like, the whitewashed cave type things you know that's yeah. very beautiful and then also like good looking people kiss penelope cruz her character <laughs> she um plays his mom a version yes. of his mom <laughs> yes we'll say his mom <laughs> <laughs> she, she plays his mom and she's like oh my god we're living in a cave and like I mean, let's be real. I wouldn't want to live in a cave, but I was also like, this is actually, like, very beautiful. Like, the tile is so nice. The walls yes. are so crisp and white. Yeah, like, no, I, I mean, it's, like, very picturesque, and I understand that, like, when it rains, the the cave will flood. But mm-hmm. also, I'm like, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like... Just to see on screen, it's very beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, one hop, skip, and a jump away from Mamma Mia. Yeah. Oh. Y- yeah, so basically, <laughs> yeah, he he had never done drugs before. Like you're saying, kind of strange. It's a, a late in life thing. Yeah. I did like when he doesn't make it to the Q and A, and yes. he says that the Q and A is what made him want to start doing drugs. And he's on speakerphone trying to at least answer a couple <laughs> questions and fully snorts some of the i guess it was the heroin i yeah I'm i don't know bad enough about, about drugs that. to know that <laughs> yeah heroin looks like that yeah i didn't know you could sniff it i thought i don't know maybe i'm just an idiot but it's not like white i guess it doesn't look like cocaine no i mean <laughs> what it's do definitely I know? yeah I don't know. um <laughs> i would say it's a good thing that neither of us are <laughs> yeah. too knowledgeable we're like so about apparently heroin. you can ingest <laughs> heroin in this way yeah i mean it doesn't have to be like with with a needle in between your toes that's um, kind of what i thought it was all you know yeah, but so, and, like, he is working, like, throughout all of this, but not just, he's just not actively. I think it's just, like, one of those things where, like, artists always need to be creating to more or less mm-hmm. stay out of trouble, but it's, they're not really doing anything with it. So he has this story about addiction that he's written, and he gives it to the old actor, kind mm-hmm. of friend, kind of not, and this guy performs it in a little workshop, and that's where we meet Frederick. Oh, Frederico. The super sexy. He's like extremely good looking. He's so yeah, I handsome. Know. I know we said it. His smile. Is this why Gan likes this movie? Is it because Frederico? Probably. His smile like pretty much like lit up the room. Yeah, she's. It's like the middle of the night, and Gan's in Thailand right now, or else I'd text her and ask her. But it's the middle of the yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um, but yeah, and so. 
then this guy is obviously very moved by hearing this story because it's one that he lived. He meets mm-hmm. up with um, Antonio Banderas's character. He comes over for a drink and they reminisce. And it's just like, it seems like there was a lot of love there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really sweet. I love the scene when he they're like on the phone, like he called him and yeah. Antonio Banderas can see him out the window and like, I don't know, just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Um, but yeah, and he comes up and they just kind of reminisce and he shares like, Frederico shares like about his family and all the while Antonio Banderas he's never gotten married or like he's not he doesn't have a partner he's not dating anyone um and I don't know if that's maybe because Frederico was his one true love who knows but also like Frederico like definitely is trying to like get it on with him no Frederico straight up says like do you want me to like spend the night and he's like no. And then he just and then and then they kiss and that's it. And that's okay. Yeah. But Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't, not everything can be rocket man. <laughs> and I think it's going to be a long time. <laughs> oh my god. Um that reminds me. Did you see all of this like Rocket Man book smart? Yes, about how some airplanes weren't playing the same Delta. Sex. Yeah. Apparently Delta was a uh, was censoring it. Well, yeah, like, Olivia Wilde watched it, and she went through and, like, noted everything that they had censored. Like, yeah. even, like, the word vagina they censored. Yeah. Just, like, s- stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, and like then, the whole scissoring thing. Yeah. Apparently, then, though, I just saw recently, it looks like Delta has changed their policy and updated with the correct theatrical versions. Great. Perfect. Well, because Perfect. I watched Rocket Man on the plane once and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you texted me and you're like, I was, I mean, it's not like you were watching it solely for the scene, but like, I'm on notice if it's not there. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this movie about a thousand times. I'm hot for Richard Madden. I'm going to notice. We all are. We I'm, all are. I'm going to notice if it just goes from them like drinking champagne by the fire to them like walking into the troubadour the next day. Upsetting. Absolutely I need to see them upsetting. get it on. <laughs> I, and you deserve Pawing that, out each Mark. other. I do deserve that. <laughs> Allow me to have this one. You know, the 19 is hard, and I deserve that. (laughs) Oh my God. When Richard Madden says, You're so humble, it's embarrassing. Oh, Richard Madden. Should should I rewatch Rocket Man? (laughs) Should I rewatch all of Game of Thrones? (laughs) At least just the first couple of seasons that Richard Madden's in. Yeah. There's I think he's handsome. Richard Madden sex scenes in Game of Thrones. I know we've been over it before, but I'm I just know. saying. I know. Uh, it's a little upsetting I, for someone who watched Game of Thrones I would, kind of sort of because they wanted to see that. You know what? I'll say it. I would like Richard Madden and Frederica to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Two silver foxes. <laughs> oh, my God. Write the screenplay right now. How funny would that be if Richard Madden was in this movie? Yeah, just if he for... was the Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't make any sense at all. 
Um, no, and I think Antonio Banderas, you know, no one could have done this better, but maybe there could just be an extra scene where later on we see Frederico at a bar and he kisses Richard Madden, and it doesn't really have a place in the movie, but I'd be happy to see it. Yeah, I mean, I'd like it as well. Maybe even just like a behind-the-scenes extra, maybe like a deleted scene. Ooh, yeah. Let's find out who Frederico is. Let's watch everything he's ever been in. Okay. <laughs> I would like to see him kiss. That's it. You'll only watch movies where he kisses. I would love yeah. to hear Richard Madden have a speak have a speak in Spanish. Maybe, maybe he knows Spanish. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to assume anything. Do you you think know, Richard a, Madden. We would both be know better. enough Spanish to say Dolora y Gloria. Yes. Do you, you you're Richard, a lot more confident considering you went into a movie <laughs> without <laughs> subtitles. I would never presume I understood Spanish that much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay. I'm better when I have a little alcohol in me, which I notably did not. Um, yeah. But, you know, okay. Anywho. <laughs> what? It said that Warren Beatty had an uncredited role in this movie what what did he do his name was bud stamper i have no idea who that is nope i feel like um, i would have clocked oh it's Warren archive Beatty. footage so like you know how they did like flashbacks to like when there was like oh, yeah. hollywood and marilyn monroe so it must have been a movie oh. that he was in that they showed in the background that's funny that imdb uh credits as such that is funny but okay um his name is Salvador, by the way. Ah, uh, Salvador. Yeah. Okay. Back to the movie. Back to the movie. So. What do you think um, Frederico's doing now? <laughs> where, where was he from? Brazil? Do you think he's back in Brazil Argentina. with his family? Argentina. He was in Argentina. You goof. <laughs> yeah. It's been a um, while since I've seen this movie, okay? Yeah, that's I fair. I knew he was in South America. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but yeah, I just I loved how vibrant and colorful everything is. I think that heroin to deal with depression is a kind of strange uh, coping mm-hmm. mechanism, but mm-hmm. everyone has their struggles. I think it's um, more about the pain than the depression. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then they basically go into the fact that he's still not over his mother's death. Mm-hmm. And they, we flash back to him and his mom, and her, his mom basically being like, you've disappointed me. Which I feel yeah. like is like honestly gotta be like the worst thing someone can ever hear. Like on her deathbed. Yeah. She's like eh. <laughs> absolutely savage. You could have been better. <laughs> like, I don't I mean Like a very well known director. <laughs> yeah. He's putting her up in his home. Yeah. I mean. uh, it seems like a, I mean it's pretty like typical though of like a complicated relationship, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, he's able to get an operation. And he can physically work again. And through the course of the movie, he can emotionally work again. Yeah. And there's another little hot guy, another hot guy in it, too, who's a little more age-appropriate for us. (laughs) Get to see him shower. I was less into that guy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he wasn't as, like, sexy, but he was definitely, like, attractive. I understand the appeal, but it's not for me. He has some muscles. Right, right. Yeah, but that was part of like the flashbacks. It's kind of like he's talking about like the I guess the first I can't remember what it's called, like the first attraction or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that's exactly what it is. Oh, amazing. I nailed it. But, and so it's like, a, <laughs> it's like a guy that him as a child was teaching how to read and write. And he was also painting the cave. Mm-hmm. I know. It's uh, kind of sweet that like, yeah, they have this like sweet. friendship and he like is also a painter. I think the picture that he paints is very like beautiful too. Yes, I forgot about the goldfinch aspect of this movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there is kind of like quite a few little twists and turns. I'm just kind of, yeah. but I think it's okay. all just to give you a full picture because at the end of the day, his like final big work is going to be a story about his life and yeah. all of like the important people that are in it, namely the actor, Frederico, mm-hmm. his mother, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this hot guy. And then it kind of works too. Because it's like the movie we just watched. Like, do you get it? <laughs> Wait, can you explain it to me again? <laughs> yeah, because like this is kind of based off Pedro Almodovar's life. So like oh at the my. end, you're like, he's making a movie about his life. And then I'm like, yeah, we just watched it. Yes, you got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Layers. <laughs> Don't you love how they do that? Yeah. And I also love Frederica. <laughs> and seeing him kiss? He yeah, just has such I a like nice it. smile. I know I've already said it, but it's like magnetic. No, it's a great smile. That's why I think I was so obsessed. I mean, it's not like I go into every movie being like, I want to see them kiss. But like when you're staring at someone's mouth for like 20 minutes, you want to see someone kiss it. Yeah. What did you give this movie? Because I, I think, think we gave it. I think you gave it a four. I think I also gave it a four. Yeah, I, guess. I gave I'm it a three and a half after can, knowing that it would probably go up once I, <laughs> go up when, yeah, once I understood. actually understood a hundred percent of the movie and not about a tight sixty percent. Yeah, um, I gave it a four. Yeah, I bumped it up to a four as well. I'm also Amazing. just so shocked by how handsome I find Antonio Banderas. Oh my gosh, with like the little glasses and his little shirts. I I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's the hair. I just I stand. My <laughs> mom had such a big crush on Antonio Banderas when I was a kid. That was like mm-hmm. one of like her guys. It was him, it was Benjamin Bratt, and it was Brad Pitt. Benjamin like, Bratt is such a, like, <laughs> a, a name that a mom would be into. You know? I mean, I think he's handsome. He, he is handsome. It's just like, it's like, could you imagine anyone being like, my top three crutches are <laughs> Brad Pitt, Antonio Banderas, and Benjamin Bratt. Like, one of these things is not. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but yeah, so I like was texting her yesterday and she was like, oh, was it good? And I was like, yeah, it was really good. It's a Spanish movie. Um, and she was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to see it if it's subtitled. So if that's <laughs> gay. Fine. Um, uh, if you're okay, you'll love to hear it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you're okay with watching movies with subtitles, I would definitely recommend this one. Yes, hundred percent. Also, we think Antonio Banderas might get an Academy Award nomination. Mm. So if you wanna get ahead, maybe, maybe. If you wanna see Frederico, Frederico. I guess some people don't feel the need to watch everything nominated for the Oscars, but I can't relate. Yeah. I don't know that. But yeah, so do you have any other any other thoughts on Pain and Glory? No, I really I really do think it's like nice and as much as we've kind of talked about, you know, I think it could be like a divisive movie because it's kind of experimentally and 
art housey and but not that much though like i think my dad i think it's like a crowd pleaser like i think my parents would like it if they saw it yeah exactly i don't know if my parents would see a subtitled movie on just like a weekend (laughs) yeah that's what i was like i think my dad would definitely like enjoy it or like Mm -hmm. like yeah i think he would like it but it'll probably be something i'll be like well when it when it's out on like a streaming service you should check it out yeah yeah because also yeah. he won't be as distracted reading subtitles like I am. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm very distracted all the time. Yeah, Frederico. How am I supposed to read when I'm staring at Frederico's <laughs> mouth? <laughs> Honestly, though. And then if you add eating to the mix, I'm like, oh my god! If I like oh, yeah. look down and like grab a, like a mozzarella <laughs> stick, I'm gonna miss some dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> to grab a mozzarella stick, we're garbage. <laughs> Oh, oh my god okay uh, we should wrap this up <laughs> this is calamitous it's i mean i yeah okay do you think this is better than okay we're doing a little retrospective <laughs> do you think this went better than jojo i i guess probably <laughs> we were more on theme but i'm not sure if it went better <laughs> I think we should just move to your recommend. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> since it's almost Thanksgiving, um, Noriega, do you watch the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen videos on YouTube? Uh, I absolutely do not. Oh, you're really missing out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of, like, great personalities and, like, everyone that works in the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen. So Bon Appetit's, like, the Condé Nast, you know, food right. magazine. And um, I'm just, like, obsessed with the idea of the Condé Nast building. But <laughs> they have a test kitchen where they, like, you know, work out recipes or shoot videos. And um, there's a bunch of different ones. And all the different kind of chefs have different series and stuff like that. But... For Thanksgiving, they did kind of where a bunch of the uh, chefs came together and kind of divvied out responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you guys are going to work on making the perfect turkey. You guys are going to work on making the perfect stuffing. You guys are going to work on making the perfect sides. And so like once a week leading up to Thanksgiving, they've been releasing the episodes and then at the end they're gonna you know put them all together and say this is like the perfect quote-unquote thanksgiving meal and it's just really fascinating and fun and they go through so much to kind of you know put together what the recipes are gonna be for the magazine like the turkey episode i mean they probably make like 50 turkeys it's insane like they start and they're like okay let's see Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big budget, I have to imagine. I think it's about that of painting glory. (laughs) No, it's probably less than that, Um, considering this is a YouTube series (laughs) and not an Oscar-nominated, probably, film. Um, But I don't know. I think it's really entertaining, and it's kind of funny because they're definitely, I mean, they're all, like, you know, pretty normal people. They're not, like, huge personalities, but they're definitely, like, entertaining and um, some of the teams are very methodical, like mm-hmm. the episode where they do stuffing is very much like they're in a groove and some of them are just like completely chaotic love stuffing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I just have like total, like you see them eat Turkey and you don't think about it and they're like, Oh, well this one's definitely better than this one. And they just like make snap decisions. And then at the end they show like all the different kind of iterations they went through and it's like a big flow chart of how they got to the perfect one you know Mm -hmm. I don't know I just think it's fascinating they did a series like this for pizza they like made the perfect uh 
pizza pie and someone was on dough and someone was on toppings and someone was on cheese and someone was on sauce but I just think these are really fun because they kind of pair them up funnily and some of the groups are a little more antagonistic and some of them I don't know I just like it it makes me happy it's very soothing television <laughs> are you going to be making anything for Thanksgiving are you in charge of anything so normally so it is one of those things where it's kind of like uh I could tr- make something but like everyone has like what their family makes for Thanksgiving so it's like as much as all these are interesting I'm like I'm not gonna mess with like our (laughs) yeah tried and true recipes for the most part but the other thing is we're actually going to my aunt's for Thanksgiving this year which is a little unusual so um I'm not gonna be as I'm not gonna have as many hands on the wheel as I normally would in a spell family Thanksgiving which is to say if it was just a spell family uh your girl's in charge (laughs) I gotcha yeah I remember so stuffing is my favorite I also don't make anything Mm -hmm. for uh Thanksgiving I let my family do that (laughs) and I just you know Uh sit back relax maybe set the Mm -hmm. table um Mm -hmm. but I remember like I think it was the first year after my sister got married she Mm -hmm. was like oh we'll have Nate do the stuffing and I was like very uh not happy with that idea (laughs) and it was like like, well what recipe does he use yeah and it was (laughs) different than what my mom does and it was kind of Mm -hmm. like this is my favorite fucking part about thanksgiving and we're this is the one we're gonna like leave up to some sort of chance i think my mom actually made the stuffing as well Um, i was gonna say everyone has something where they're like I understand that we're trying something new, but like, don't fuck with the thing that I like. Because in the stuffing episode of this show, they are very heavily set on cornbread stuffing. And like, the spells do not do cornbread stuffing. Yeah, we don't do that either. It is a white bread stuffing. And it is like my dad's grandmother's. And like, that is the stuffing that the spells eat. And it's so good. And I don't know. I just, like, there's some things like... I would easily switch to how they make turkey. Like, I mean, you know, if their turkey's better than my turkey, I'm not precious about that. Yeah. But something like stuffing or something like, I mean, we make like a broccoli casserole and like those things like we don't fuck with. Yeah. No, I feel ya. Yep. Um, Fun. Nice. Maybe yeah. I'll have to check those out. Yeah, I just started, I watched my first episode of Guy's Grocery Games the other day do you watch that jesus christ Nor. <laughs> no <laughs> honestly <laughs> i do not watch cooking shows um what's guys grocery games it's like supermarket sweep and um like, it sounds like supermarket and sweep. um chopped combined into I one like chopped and it's like the wild wild west the set is in a grocery store and there's four people three rounds and it's like so we only watched like 20 minutes of this one episode but the premise of that episode was that you only had 12 items and you had to shop but so you had 12 items and you had to shop for I guess three meals and so you had to be like strategic about that sometimes it's like you only have 12 items and you can only spend like or you can only spend 12 dollars like there's just all different themes uh, mm-hmm. And so then it's like based off of the items that you pick, you have to be strategic. And then that way you have to make things differently. If you think you'll have to do like a breakfast, lunch and dinner. I don't know. It was kind of fun and exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> I don't watch food stuff. Okay. <laughs> I watch I like if I'm I don't know. I've been like sick before and just like ran through chopped episodes. Yeah. I like chopped. I okay. watch a lot of chopped. Have you I seen don't the like- celebrity one with um. Michael Imperioli. 
No, I haven't. Oh, you should watch but that. But I am yep. intrigued. You'd be into it. <laughs> um, there, there's one. Oh, Cutthroat Kitchen I don't like. I don't know. A lot of um, Food Network shows I don't actually like. I like, I mean, obviously Tony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wouldn't really consider those like cooking shows, though. It's more just like food shows. Um, but I really like the Bon Appetit ones. Uh, I mean, I watch like Brad's has a series. Uh, Claire has a series. Molly. I don't know. I watch all of them. I, I, I like the Test Kitchen. I'm a big fan. All right. And like it's a pretty good like internet culture around it, too. Like there's like a Bon Appetit memes Instagram account. I feel like people tweet about them a lot. Wow. I don't know. It's fun. It's like a little corner of the internet that's really nice and everyone just talks about how fun it is in the kitchen it seems like the best job in the world yeah and it's a corner of the internet that i'm notably not in so you we can have yes. a little separation <laughs> you know i think it's good for us to have slightly different interests yeah i think so too i think that's very important um i my recommend is that especially by the time this episode is coming out i will be it's close to seeing um, a couple bands when they come into town. But one band I've been really liking, their name's Will Dorado. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of their music seems, like, a little more, like, folksy, like the Avett Brothers. Some of them are a lot more, like, indie rock. But I don't know. They were, like, the opener's opener. And they were, like, mm-hmm. you know, last on the um, listing. And so I was like, oh, I wonder what, like, their music's like if I like the other bands. And I like them, so... I'm excited. I think Will Dorado? Will Dorado, yeah. I think it's going to be like That's one fine. of the first times in a while where like I'm pretty excited about all of the bands that are playing. So That's really exciting. Yeah. The lead singer of Carsey Headrest is Will Toledo. And I was like, that's kind of similar. <laughs> kind of. Has nothing to do with it, but yeah. I don't know. I like yeah. him. <laughs> all right. Well, Meg, I hope you have a nice Thanksgiving. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.